You want to turn to the book of John, chapter 15. Again, this morning, we're going to read in the book of John, chapter 15. You can mark that place and go to the book of Colossians, chapter 2. Again, you can go to the uh, book of John, chapter 15. You can also go to the book of Colossians, chapter 2. Uh, we're going to read uh, in these two places here in just a minute. But as you're turning to these two places, again, John chapter 15, Colossians chapter 2. I want you to ask yourself today, what is it like or simply just growing in Christ? I remember several years ago, I went outside and I had this bright idea that I was going to move this tree from one location, to from one property to uh, another property and I was going to plant it. So sure enough, I pulled the tree out, beat all the dirt off of it and got it nice and light where I could carry it, went and planted it and that thing was dead before long because of I had taken all the nutrients away from a tree. And of course, I learned real quick, if you're going to take it, you got to take the root ball with the dirt with it so it can have the nutrients that it needs to grow. And I'm telling you that because today the, the question really becomes, what are you rooted in? Where do you draw your source from? Where do you, what do you need in life to give you the strength that you need? Is it seen or is it unseen? Now this morning you might think that I believe just totally in the fact that, that trees or plants only get their, their source from the roots. That is the main source, but there's other ways by which they get their nutrients from the sun and the rain and other nutrients. But there is a, an idea today that we realize that a great majority of the strength of any of these plants is going to come from something that is unseen. Do I draw strength from people? Yes, and I've told you that before and I'll tell you that again. I believe that we can draw strength from each other. I believe that we can draw strength from things that we do in life, but I believe this morning that our greatest strength that we have is when we are rooted and we can grow in Christ. Folks, none of us were ever meant to stay at the stage by which we are at. We are intended to be growing. And here in the book of Colossians chapter 2, I want to go back to the very first verse. Colossians 2 and verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many has not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and into all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement, I want you to really pay attention to that, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. That means to, to, to recognize something is happening. In whom? are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Stop real quick, and we're going to look at this before I read into the fifth verse. When Paul is telling the people of Colossae, he is telling them that there are people that will deceive you by having a persuasive language that they're going to tell you, look at what's wrong in your life. Or look at what you don't have. 
But today I want you to remember this. When we grow in Christ, we have to remember what we do have. Folks, if you have Jesus, you have everything you need. If you have the living Word of God, you have everything you need. The great fear that people have is, is that they don't want to, to abide in Christ. They want to listen to the deceivers that are going to come along and say, well, look at what you don't have. Let's continue to read. This is where it's, it gets kind of tricky and, 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 and harder as we go through these few verses. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, joying in beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Look at that last verse that I read to you there in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Paul says that you are rooted and built up in Him. Paul wanted the people of Colossae to grow. Why is it that we as human beings have a nature about us that we want to see failure? Folks, if there's anything that we want to see fail, I pray that it's Satan and his devices that he has. People want to desire that people might fail in a job or fail in some kind of avenue in their life. But folks, today, the only thing that I want to see fail is what Satan would have to devour you and I today. Today, what do I want to see succeed? What do I want to see grow? I hope and pray that it's our relationship and growing in Christ. We, we always hear and we always believe that that which you feed is going to grow. Here, notice what, what Paul is talking about. In that seventh verse, excuse me, in the sixth verse, as ye have therefore received Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. There is a sense for us in our life that we have to be reminded and be thankful for what God has done for us. Do you know what the word thankful means? You, you, you can describe it in a lot of ways, but when you get into the root word of, of thankfulness or thanks, it all comes back to an acknowledgement of good that has been given. So I want to ask you a simple question today. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? Are you going to acknowledge that? If you do acknowledge that, you're going to find out that you're going to have a relationship that, that's going to grow in Christ. But you know what the world says? Remember the persuasive talking that we're out there? It's the deceivers. It's the ones that are trying to, to sell you something that does not need to be sold to you. And it's a belief that God doesn't love you because of what you do not have. Instead of being content or satisfied or thankful for what God has given us. We see here that, that there's a, a, a beautiful picture that Paul's going to give the Colossians here. He said, if you're going to grow and you're going to thrive and you're going to flourish, he said, you have to realize is that a tree must be or a plant must be rooted in its environment that God intended. Folks, God don't intend for trees to be pulled up. He intends for them to be rooted in Him. 
You see today that if we're going to grow in our life, we must be rooted in the Word of God. Let me ask you this. When is the Word of God relevant in your life? Ask that a little bit different. Do you need the Word of God just sometimes or do you need God's Word all the time? Folks, I'm going to answer that for you. Folks, we always are in need of the Word of God guiding us. We don't just wake up on the Sabbath day on a Sunday morning and say, God, today's the day I'm going to abide by your word. Folks, we abide by God's word every day of our life. And when we abide by God's word every day of our life, we become nourished in Christ and we grow in Christ. Going back to the idea that whatever you feed, that's what's going to grow. Where do we find our nourishment from? Paul here in the seventh verse talks about how that you have been received, uh, uh, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him. You see, when we are saved people, and we may talk about this at some Bible studies, but we're buried with Him. That means that we become unseen. You see, today I believe that there is something that's unseen in the hearts of all of God's people. And I believe that there's a root system, if you will, that, that is very strong. And, but, but what is it that we find our nourishment from? What is it that we find our strength in? Notice again what he says in the 12th verse. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him. We're talking about a relationship with Christ. Are we walking with him? Let's read the rest of that verse. You are risen with him, the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Folks, I want to say this very slowly and carefully. Every bit of our nourishment spiritually comes from our connection and relationship with Jesus. Folks, people become disconnected with Jesus and they wonder why the fruit is drying up on their tree. That's not a judgment statement. That's a self-evaluation. God, if there's no fruit that's coming from our vine, are we truly growing in Christ Jesus? Again, it's not just a Sunday morning growth. It's every day of our life that we have to realize it's important. For the 6th and the 7th verse said this, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Folks, if you are living a life and you feel isolated, then you're not connected to Jesus. People today that talk about loneliness and isolation and separation, even those things are real. But we are never, as God's children, ever completely alone if we are connected and rooted in Him. As long as that tree is in the soil, we are connected. And we're not just to say connected to someone. We're connected to Him with a capital H, folks. When you are connected to the, to the very place and you're connected to Jesus, you are connected to the one that is the most important. We get disconnected and we get uh, disconclobberated of the world and all these distractions. All these things happen to us, but the most important thing we can experience is that we might be connected to Him. Do you really read God's Word or is God's Word just something that somebody else reads to you? Sometimes we like the bedside stories where somebody else will read us a story. But folks, God's Word, it can be read by somebody else, but the point is, is that it needs to be something that applies to us in our life. Paul said in Romans that... that uh, 
I believe it is in the eighth chapter with groanings which cannot be uttered. When we are praying and we are talking to God, I believe that God's word becomes something that we stand in need of. But notice who these people are in the sixth verse. Again, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. You and I today, we're not at a resting place, we're walking, which means we're going to a destination. Where are you going today? Well, preacher, I'm waiting on church to get out and we're going to go do this, 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 and this. But today I'm telling you, it's different if you're going to your appointments in life versus saying, I am headed and I am going to heaven. Folks, if your eyes are fixed on heaven, this world is just a place you're passing through. Are you really rooted and connected in Christ that this world is a temporary place or do you feel like this world is a permanent place? And he talks about how that we should be Notice the word he uses, rooted and built up in him. There's a lot of people today that don't have a very strong root. And what I mean by that is, is that they don't get into the word. And I'm not saying we have to be Bible scholars and study the Greeks and the Hebrew, in the Hebrew language. And we don't have to have these theologies. But what we do have to have is, we have to take God's word and apply it to our lives. What good are shoes? Walking across an uncomfortable surface, what good are the shoes in your hands? Not going to help you any. The only way that the shoes will protect you, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel is what Paul said in Ephesians. The only way the shoes help you is if they are applied and put where they were meant to be put. A lot of people like to walk around you know what happens when you wear shoes? When you got the nice shiny shoes, you don't want to get them dirty. You kind of either walk on a place that's not going to get rough or you might just take them off and try to wear something else. But you know what happens is, is that we want to walk around and show how clean our shoes are. Folks, I'm not worried about the cleanliness of your shoes. I'm worried about the shoes serving their purpose of protecting you in your walk. The most important thing for you is to wear the right shoes in the right environment, folks. And there's nothing more important than having your feet shod or covered with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you toting your shoes around? Or are you that person that you've walked out and you're walking all around a property somewhere and you don't have any shoes on and you wonder why your feet are hurting, folks? The point is, is that the Word of God is not meant to be gazed upon or, or, or meant to be dissected. It's meant to be applied to our life. Do I believe you can dissect the Word of God and study the Word of God? Yes. But that does not always immediately equate to application. Again, I want you to remember, there are Bible scholars all around the world that are far more knowledgeable about the Word of God. But the question is, not how much do people know about the Bible, but do they apply it to their life? There's people that know about the blood of Jesus Christ, but they've never had it applied. Folks, today it's not about your knowledge. It's not about uh, an understanding of these things that, that you might know your intellect. But it's about knowing today that God has applied it. Is the Word of God something you have applied? Or is it something, well, I, I used it on Sunday morning for a little while, and that's it. Paul says to the Colossians there that they are rooted and built up. You know, when he talks about rooted and built up, I believe he's given us a a great reminder of what's important for us. Let's read that seventh verse. He says, rooted and built up. 
Obviously, it's a, an agricultural sense that Paul's talking about. You know, I'm always amazed by agriculture, by the way. Let me just go ahead and say that. I'm amazed at how things grow and how that they change and how that just everything that God does for agriculture and how it works. But Paul said to the Colossians, he said, if you want to grow, you got to be in the right environment. You know, you, you can take a tree out of the ground and sure enough, it's not going to be long and those, those old green leaves are going to start to wither. You can take a branch and you can pull it off of a tree and probably in another couple of days, once that nourishment starts getting out of the inside of a branch, those leaves are going to start to wither. People wonder why their lives don't produce fruit. But they need to trace themselves back. Are they connected and are they growing in Christ Jesus? Rooted and built up. When you're not rooted, the Bible teaches us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14 that they are tossed about with every wind of doctrine. What happened just not long ago when we got a, I don't know, pretty much a, a long day was quite a bit of high winds. Anything that wasn't anchored down, what did it do? It took off blowing. You know, I wonder how many people are, are, are like a sheet or a napkin in the wind. They're just laying there. As long as there's no storm, as long as there's no wind, they're going to stay there. But what happens when they get anchored? It doesn't matter what storm comes or what happens. There's a nourishment. There's a strength that is there that they draw from. We are like a tree, the psalmist said uh, in the very beginning of the book of Psalms chapter 1. We are like a tree that is planted by the waters. And when we are a tree planted by the waters, no matter how dry everything else gets, if we are planted by the waters, we will always have a source of nourishment. Folks, today, if you have Jesus and we have access to the throne of God, we have access to that river. Oh, that's, that, that's a whole other lesson another day. But there's a source that we can have in our life. There's a place that we can draw water from. And, and here he talks about how that in this seventh verse, he said, if you are rooted and grounded, he said, again, read who said, and built up in him. Today, what does it mean to be built up? When a tree puts off of some kind of a seed or a sapling, we might even call it, it begins to grow, but it's going to get bigger and it's going to get bigger and it's going to get bigger as long as it's in the right environment or the right setting, as you might say. Today, do you feel like that you're just some young sapling or maybe you're just trying to grow, but you need to be put in the right environment? Folks, I'm going to tell you this. I believe in this. I believe in the power of a true visible church. And I'll go a little further saying a true visible church that'll preach and teach the very word of God, not a doctrine or theology of a man, but the very word of God, you are going to find yourself in the right environment. You're going to find yourself around the right people. But here Paul talks about how that you will be built up. There's a growth. There's something that you can contribute. We're going to read about this in a minute, but there's something you can contribute. Let me ask you this today. What have you done to contribute to the temple or the glory of God? Not just in your life, but let's just say even today. What have we done to give to others that we are around? Again, notice what he talks about. Rooted and built up and established in the faith. Folks, the word of God gives us something that's safe, sound, and secure. And what do I mean by that? 
I will say this. I have seen people take an exam and they will guess A, B, C, or D and they've got a 25% chance of getting it right. Don't have a clue what the answer is, but they will guess and sometimes they will get it right. Been there and done that myself. But you know, there's a difference in guessing about something versus knowing about something yourself. How many people today are just guessing the right answers versus they truly are rooted in Christ Jesus? And again, he talks about being built up. And he says, establish in the faith as ye have been taught. Let's go ahead and address something that the Colossians were facing. If there's a true doctrine that existed, then that must also mean there's a false doctrine that existed. Folks, do you believe today that there is false doctrine, or I'll say plural, doctrines that exist? I will warn you, there are false doctrines out there. You don't buy into any of all these other things that the world tells you is important or maybe something that has this many downloads or has this many views so it must be true, folks. The only thing that's important is the Word of God in your life. And it's not through another man's eyes or through another man's experience, but for you yourself, what is the Word of God for you? Is it something you find nourishment in? But he says when you get rooted and built up and established in the faith, we're going to be firm, he said. He said, and I want to look at the last part of this because as ye have been taught, where does it come from? Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Today, what are you thankful for? Thanksgiving is an acknowledgement of what God has done for you or something you have been bestowed upon you. Remember how I told you in the very beginning that there were people that were in the fourth verse and I say unto you, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. If there's anybody that's going to deceive you with these trickery words, or, or as he's talking about here, with these enticing words, these persuasive words, he said, don't buy into that, folks. If there is anybody or anything out there today that tells you, look at what you don't have, God is not good, block all of that out, for I am telling you today, God has been good to you. And I'm going to say that one more time. God has been good to you. You just may not know it. But when you get to that place in your life, when you can thank God for what you have, then all of a sudden you're thanking God for the haves and the have-nots. All of a sudden you're thanking God for every circumstance and every situation in your life. And the world begins to say, what's wrong with these people that they can rejoice right in the middle of darkness? Because we are never in darkness. We have the light of Jesus Christ. We are never in a time in our life where we without hope. We are never uprooted where we do not have a source that we can find strength. And the world would tell you, how can you rejoice Going through what you're going through. How can you find faith in that? John chapter 15 is going to teach us a lesson in a minute. Let's flip over to John chapter 15 for, for just a second. And as you're turning to John chapter 15, I want to ask you a question. Do grapes eat grapes? That sounds crazy, does it? But does the fruit consume itself? Or is it for somebody else? If you're here today and you've been saved, you have already tasted of heaven. 
you've already had a little bit of taste of what heaven is. But there's somebody in your life that hasn't. And you know what? They need to taste of the goodness of Christ and you being rooted in Christ in that fruit that is growing so that they might be a partaker of these things. Here we see in, in the book of John chapter 15 and over and over and over again it talks about it but in that fourth verse Jesus said, abide in me. You see, Ezekiel had this, this vision of this water that was flowing from the throne of God and there was nourishment that happened. And aren't you glad today to know that our vine is never going to run dry because we have that, that, that river that flows from the throne of God. I'm not depending, depending on any kind of nourishment from the world. I'm not depending on nourishment from anybody. It comes from God. And Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. Folks, we don't produce fruit to satisfy ourselves. We produce fruit to satisfy God and to bless those that we're around. Folks, how many times in your life have you been blessed and how many times has God used you to be a blessing? Folks, God wants us to be a blessing to people. And it's not because of our own abilities. It's about us being attached to Jesus. It's us being nourished in Christ. It's about us growing in Christ. And Paul said, rooted. And that's why he talks about we are rooted in Him. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, he said, if you're a new creature, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. I want to be plain when I say this. But folks, there is no such thing as eternal and everlasting life outside of Jesus Christ. If you are not connected to Jesus, you can have earthly life. Matter of fact, everybody here has that right now. But just because you're connected to the world doesn't mean you have everlasting, eternal life. You must be connected and rooted in Jesus. Again, he says, Abide in me and I in you. Close your eyes for just a little while and get this idea of a closeness. Let me ask you something. Do you believe there's people in life that you get closer to than others? How do you get close to people? You get Companions get close to each other because they see each other all the time. Sometimes they get to know each other too good, but sure enough, they spend a lot of time with each other. They get to know each other. Let me ask you this. How much time do you spend with Jesus? There's places I've gone and I'm tired of sitting or my back's hurting and I'm just like, I want to get out of this place. I want to go somewhere else. Folks, I've never been in the presence of my Lord and Savior and it really got to the place that I want to get out of there. Matter of fact, I just kind of want to dwell right there. I just want to get in that heavenly place. And I just want to stay there because it's good. It's good to be in the presence of God. It's good to be in His place. Why? Because that's where I draw my nourishment. That's where I draw my peace. And when I can get alone and get with God, when I can come to church and I can get with God, I find Him in this world wherever I can find His presence, folks. It's good to be in His presence. And Jesus said that you must Abide. There's a closeness that's there. There's a relationship that's there. He said, abide in me. 
I just wonder, you know, how many people have Christ in their life that they don't have a clue the person they're sitting by. You ever been somewhere and you sit beside somebody for a long time and you never said a word? That's not going to happen if you sit by me. I'm going to talk to you at some point or another. We're going to talk. Folks, if you've got Jesus in your life, you need to talk to Him. Don't treat Him as a stranger that only has bad news. Don't, don't treat Him as somebody that's always down and out, that, that, that's going to give you bad advice or tell you how bad things are, folks. I believe in this. Jesus will tell you. He tells you in His Word that we get our eyes on the prize and we've got a better place awaiting us. Today, do you want to talk to Jesus? Do you commune with Him? And He talks about how that, that He said, Abide in Me. You know, there's a lot of suggestions that go on. Well, you should do this or you might should do that. Folks, He commands us and He tells us we need to abide in Him. You know, if we ever pull something out, what's it going to do? What's going to happen to it? He said, abide in me. Do we, I guess the word might be obedience. Well, we're not really too fond on that word, but the truth is we don't have to obey anybody else. Our obedience comes into obeying and listening to Christ. What does Christ ask you to do? Every Sunday when we meet together, the idea goes out and the very words usually are said, if you have something the Lord lays on your heart, do it. Why? Because this is not my service or anybody else's. This is God's service. And whatever God would have you to do, do it. And he said, abide in me. When you translate that out, it gets a little more defined by saying, Continue. You know, sometimes with Christ, we want to kind of put our toe in the water and then pull it back out. Sometimes we want to be a tree. We want to put ourselves in the soil, get a little nourishment, and then pull ourselves back out. Folks, that's not the way that it works. And by the way, if, if we think Sunday morning for an hour or two is enough, we're taking a tree or a, a vine, we're putting it in the ground, and then we're pulling it back out saying, I've got what I want, folks. It must be a continual relationship with Jesus. Continual means that it must be something that, that we're thriving for every single day of our life. And Jesus is teaching us. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You want to talk about a reward for what you do? You start producing fruit. But I want to dive into that just another step further. We already have. But you produce fruit not for your consumption, but for those around you. There's people around, they're going to give you just as something as sour and, and poisonous and bitter as they can. Folks, I don't want any of that stuff. There's enough of that out in the world, folks. I want the sweetness and goodness of God. And that's what the world needs from you and from me. When I say growing in Christ, are we growing in Him? Are we growing by what He would have to? He said, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. If we become unplugged, we become useless. We're not, we don't have life inside of us. I wonder how many people get up and they go to church and they realize is that they don't have life because life does not come in a building they're in. It's a good place to go. But it's in the source of behind the people that's there. In John chapter 15 in this fourth verse. That if we belong to him. 
and we have a relationship, he said, abide in me and I in you. Over and over and over again. Read John chapter 15. He said, you must abide in him. I want to close with this. A relationship with God to come to know Jesus, it doesn't go through the nation of Israel. It's not by the, the place or the name by which you're born. Folks, our relationship comes by and through Jesus Christ. If you remove Jesus, we are like a vine that's pulled out and we have absolutely no nourishment. So if I can tell you one thing this morning, I would encourage you and I would strongly encourage you, as Paul said in that seventh verse of Colossians chapter two, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. If you're going to grow in Christ this morning, I hope that you can leave here with a thankful heart. You know, the scriptures are filled about thanksgiving. Read Psalms 100. It talks about, again, thanksgiving. Over and over again, the scriptures teach us, can you come to heart with thanksgiving today? Or can you come to a service today with thanksgiving in your heart, I should say? Can, do you really have that in your heart? Or has that, that slick salesman come along and started telling you the things in that fourth verse, beguiling you with enticing words, and started telling you, look at what you don't have. And then Christ says, look at what you do have. God bless you this morning. I want us to get a song if we could.